with a smile. Tell your neighbor how good your neighbor is looking. All right. Praise God. Father, we thank you this morning for your heart pouring, for your spirit. We bless you, Jesus. Lord, we ask today that you will speak to us in Jesus' name. Amen. Can we put our hands together for the fragrance of grace? Yeah, praise God. Please put your hands together for yourself. To be honest, I, I think we should grow beyond um, seeking human validation for our essence. Because people just would say what they want and when it pleases them. And sometimes people are sad, depressed because they feel nobody is approving of them. But the truth is, what other revelation are you looking for other than God called you? I picked up my notes from 2021 and I just, it's one of the teaching series, Holy Spirit, I think it was a part two. And I just found something interesting that I want to read to us this morning. So there is no other message of truth other than Jesus and the Holy Spirit. To look for what is not lost is a waste of time and a journey of confusion. Let me read that again. There is no other message of truth after Jesus and the Holy Spirit. To look for what is not lost is a waste of time and a journey of confusion. I say this all, all the time. Uh, there will not be any great or greater revelation after Jesus. What is potent and powerful is the word. You know, uh, my wife was quoting someone recently and she said, uh, uh, this, the spoken prophecy, uh, the written prophecy, <laughs> the word, the word supersedes every other thing any human being can say. At best, what they say, it will just be in tandem to what you already know if you study the Bible. Uh, should I jump up and be excited when somebody say to me that I will be great? I should not. No, I will just thank you for reminding me. That's, that's what it means, really. It is the word. We are talking about the word of God. Which is why you must take time to study the word. So you don't just... So that you will not be confused. Amen. Amen. I have a very short time this morning. And I have quite a lot to say. And I just trust God for speed. So I just better get on on what... I'm supposed to say. Can we put our hands together for Pastor Funke? That was a powerful charge. Thank you so much and God bless you. I was asking God, God, do you still want me to preach today? 
and uh, I had a bit of struggle. And then I said, okay, so here I am. I was going to come up and say, let's just take our testimony announcement and go home. But I said, no, still speak. It's very important. I've laid that on your heart. And this morning, we are, I'm just going to speak out of a casual conversation that I had with the directors on Friday. We had a meeting and we just started with, ah, what do you think, you know? The elections, the, this, I, I, I said, I'm not, I will try to avoid it, avoid this election thing. But uh, I think we, just, we, can, we can talk about it. And so, uh, you know, they were saying different things, different angles, uh, expressing their concerns, their disappointment. Their... And prior to that time, before I asked that question, I was saying, God, what should I do? What should I do? What do you expect of me at this time? And God was very swift to answer me from 1 Timothy chapter 2, verse 1. How did God answer me? He just dropped that spirit, that, that uh, scripture in my heart. Period. And that's what Holy Spirit does when you study the word. When you need it, it will just something, you may not even know where to find it. To be honest, I just heard, I just pray for all men and people in authority. I said, oh God, oh God, where is this, where is this, where is this, where is this? Is it romance? Is it? I didn't even know. I said, Google, where are you? Pray for people in authority. Okay. First Timothy chapter 2 verse 1. And that was Paul's Writings to his son Timothy. We have the pastoral epistles, uh, First Timothy, Second Timothy. Uh, you have Titus, and I think there is another book. Yeah, the Book of Wisdom. Yeah, Peter, First Peter, Second Peter, that he explained to us our conduct as Christians and all of that. By the way, uh, this year I'll be doing a lot of things outside of Sunday Sunday teaching. So most of our meetings, workers, and all of that will be teaching. We had a good time yesterday. Amen. Am I correct? Those that were present? So, Paul writing to Timothy out of prison said, I'm reading the Good News Translation. First of all, I heard that I heard that petitions Requests, requests, and thanksgivings be offered to God for all people. Can we read it on the screen, please? I heard then, first what? In other words, in the, in the order of things. First of all, I'm defining it, English word. When you say something is first, that means it is the most, am I correct? When you say something is number one, it is the top on the agenda. So Paul was saying, yeah, in this conversation, all right, first of all things, first of all, that requests and prayers, intercessions and thanksgiving be made for everyone, verse 2, for what? And all those in 
that we may live peaceful and quiet lives in all, let's read together in all godliness and holiness verse 3 this is and so if you want to interpret this you say it pleases god to pray for people in authority and this is an instruction and what then do we do with the instructions in the world what do we do eh we obey so when we obey our obedience or our obedience pleases God. So if you want to do what to please God, one of the things that I must do or continue to do is to pray for those in authority. Now, if you read Colossians chapter 2, the Bible says to us that Christ is the everything finds, is it Colossians 2 or 1? Colossians. Everything finds completion in what? In him. Both kingdom, authority, dominions, principalities, and power finds comp- he created all things, and everything finds completion in him. Now, is God aware that at some time or at some point in our journey of life, there will be people? I'm not saying anybody is a tyrant, but is God aware that there will be tyrants who will be in position of authority? Oh, yes. Except you are telling me that God is forgetful or he does not know what he's doing. So if God is all-knowing, all-powerful, so he will know. He knows the end from what? From the beginning and all the processes that are in between. He doesn't just know the beginning and the end. He knows the processes in between. You and I, we are not a mystic. That, I mean, Nigeria is not a mystic. Which is why it's important for me to always seek God. What must I do at all times? And that's the place I find relevance. That's the place. See, when you have discovered purpose in your life, you'll be compelled by that purpose all the time. A man that has found purpose could, cannot be confused. Even when you want to make a move, you want to check with God. God, is this in line with your assignment for my life? Now, know this, that God has not told you or that you are not aware of what your future will be does not mean that God is not talking to you. You are not the one listening. So that you have not heard God is not a proof that God does not speak. It is either your mind is so clouded that you have not, not settled your mind to hear him. See, the truth is a number of us, you don't spend enough time with God. Pastor Fuka just told us that if you dwell in him, you, you dwell in him is not you are just standing there. You are engaging him. He's engaging, you are relating. And when we know, it becomes difficult for us to just act or speak because you know that what you carry is waiting. Praise God. God established government and all authorities. It does. It does. Colossians chapter 1 verse 15 to 16. 
which is what I was trying to quote the other time, is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of all creation, for by him all things were created that are in heaven and are on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or principalities or powers, all things were created through him and for him. So God is powerful. God is sovereign. It works in a mysterious ways. Sometimes you don't understand. I need to let you know that at the time that Paul wrote to Timothy to pray, he was in prison. He was in jail. He has been, at that time, he has been sentenced to death by Nero, the fifth of the first dynasty of emperors in Rome, and the last in that line who became an emperor at 15 and died at 30. In between his time, it was, it was cruel. This was a time, can you put that images on the screen for me, the ones of, when Nero was the emperor, he, he deliberately, this was someone that killed his mother, or made his mother to commit suicide. That's how cruel he was. Age 15, young boy, Killed his two wives just because they don't align with his principles. And the story told us that the mother said, because they couldn't kill her, they could not get to her, or they couldn't get her killed, so she was forced to commit suicide. And historian said she had to tell, she had to stab herself. She said, she made the statement that I'm stabbing the womb that conceived Nero. And an emperor who deliberately set the, the, the entire room on fire just because he wanted an excuse, a good reason to persecute Christians. You see, the journey of Christianity, I need to tell you that we are here sitting. Some people are paid dearly for it. Some Christians were, 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 were fed to animals. Uh, I hope you can see some of those images. Some were fed to animals. Some were, some were hung. Some were dragged by horses. Some were burnt, set on fire, alive. This was the time that Paul was in prison. And Paul said, pray for everyone in the place of authority. I could have expected Paul to start inciting violence. Or saying negative things. But he didn't say that. Our situation is not worse, friends. We are better today. Than the condition that it was at that time. So the Bible is not just a, 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 a revelation. It's, an ex, it's also an experience of people that have worked with God. By the way, what's the title of this sermon? Amen. Your prayer can change the world. Write it down. My prayer can change the world. Paul's command to pray for kings is remarkable considering Nero, a notoriously cruel ruler, was emperor at this time, 54 to 68 AD, when Paul wrote this letter. Persecution was growing. There was a lot of threat to believers. 
And so Nero needed to make scapegoats out of believers because they were confronting his ideologies. You know, Roman, they worship gods. They, they look for all excuses to, to be idolaters. And so Christianity ideals and ways were confronting, were against all of those things. And so he was looking for scapegoats. Scapegoats. I want to make a scapegoat out of this set of people. And so he set Roman on fire and said this was done by Christians. So they came on quite a number of people, killed them in a, in a mercilessly way. Blame Roman Christian so as to take focus of himself. Persecution erupted throughout Roman Empire. Not only were Christians denied certain privileges in the society, but some were even publicly butchered, burned, or fed to animals. But how can our prayer change the world? If that is what we are talking about. How can our prayer change the world? How can your prayer be so effective that it will cause a movement that it will cause a shift in the affairs of men. How can that possibly be? If we really must pray for all people, we must believe that God loves them all without distinction and that Christ's sacrifice on the cross was indeed on behalf of everyone. If your prayer must change the world, you must see people the way Jesus will look at them. You must, have, you must love people the way God will love them. You must have compassion for humanity. If you want your prayer to be effective, if you want your prayer to change the world, you must have love. You must have love. Look at Jesus. He will look at the people. I've been teaching them. He said, I can't leave these people hungry. They were like sheep without a shepherd. This is the reason why I've come. You must have love, friends. Love. Humanity. We must see everyone just exactly the way Jesus sees them. Love is key. It's important. I'm not saying have distinction. Like, oh, this is Hausa. This is my tribe. Uh, this is my people. Uh, I, I really don't like the Jebu people. They said they are too stingy. So I'm, I'm not going to waste my time on this set of people. I'm not going to like Yoruba because they said they are dirty. They always tie up. Or they say, ah, I won't pray for people because they like money. Smart is business. Smart is business. Um, I'm, I'm, and I'm an extreme conservative human being. So I roll with my type. So I pray with my type. Oh, it can't be. Your love for people cannot be gender based. It can't be ethnic based. We have to move beyond that as Christians. I'm talking to Christians. I believe I'm talking to Christians. That's how to love. That's how to love. Your love should not be party based. Amen. Praise God. 
In this church, we have labor. We have PDP. SDP in the house. Can you wave your hand? We have uh, what again? ACAPN. AACAN. You show other people. Are you around? There is party here too. We have Tinubu fans, Obi fans, Atiku fans, Kwankwaso, everybody. So now, who do I love? Tell me. Tell me now. Who should I be praying for? Love is key. The Bible says, pray for everyone. Number two, repentance and confession. The truth is no change will ever occur until we begin with genuine confession and repentance on behalf of the people. I will give you an example. The book of Nehemiah chapter 1. Nehemiah chapter 1, can we put that on the screen? Nehemiah chapter 1. Can we read together? Verse 2. That Anani, one of my brethren, came with men from Judah, and I asked them concerning the Jews who had escaped, who had survived the captivity and concerning Jerusalem. And they said to me, the survivors who are left from the, from the captivity in the province are, are what? In great what? And reproach. Wait, wait. In case, in case, this one is especially for people who wants to. <laughs> Please remember those of us that we are still in Nigeria. Pray for us. Amen. Because he was not in. They, they came with the news of the people's. He, he was concerned about them. How are my people doing? You know, I said to us earlier that love is key. Love propelled him to ask how the people are fearing. How is he here? He was taken in captivity. That's why he's where he was. His case was not the case of. Amen. The survivors were, all right, let's read together. They are in great distress and reproach. The wall of Jerusalem is also broken down, and its gates are burned with fire. Verse 4. So it was when I heard this word that I sat down and watched and wept and mourned for many days. I was fasting and praying before God of heaven. Verse 5. And I said, I pray, Lord God of heaven, O great and awesome God, you will keep your covenant and mercy with those who love you and observe your commandments. Verse 6. Please let your ear be attentive and your eyes open that you may hear the prayer of your servant, which I pray before you now, day and night, for the children of Israel, your servant, and confess what? And do what? Confess their sins of the children of Israel, which we have sinned. It didn't say which they have he did not say they are caused people.
confession and repentance. I'm talking about making your prayer change the world. And I'm just going to talk about those two things. Or I've spoken about those two things. Love. Pray. Confess on behalf of the people. And let's repent. For the fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. Prayers of individuals that change the world. James chapter 5 verse 70 to 18 told us about a special man. Special human being because of the artworkings of God's spirit upon his life which is also at work in you and I, only if we come to terms with that and engage the Holy Spirit. I'm talking about the man Elijah. James chapter 5, verse 17 to 18. Can you put that on the board? Elijah was the same kind of person. As what? As we are. Can we read that together? Elijah was a man of like passion with us, and he prayed fervently that it might not rain, and it rained not in, on the earth for three years and Six months. Let's read further, verse 18. Once again he prayed, and the sky poured out its rain, and the earth produced its crops. Please, can you give me the amplified version for James chapter 5, verse 17? I, I hope they are able to emphasize the, the passion. All right, yeah, thank you. Elijah was human being with a nature such as what? We have. With what? Affections and a constitution like what? Like ours. And he prayed earnestly. Eh? Underline it. He, play, he prayed earnestly for it not to rain. And no rain fell on the earth for three years and six months. Verse 18. And then he prayed again. The heavens supplied rain and the land produced its crops as usual. Did his prayer change the world? Can I have a set of second uh, set of images? I'm going to talk to us about Hudson Taylor. This man, Hudson Taylor, wanted to take his Christian faith to China. He did it in an incredible, world-changing way. Though he encountered numerous struggle while there, Taylor made, made it his mission to bring the gospel to China and was discouraged with many of the English missionaries and did not feel the same way. Taylor was so passionate about reaching those in China with the hope of the gospel that he found an organization. He formed an organization called China Inland Mission, now OMF International. All of its missionaries relied on God to meet their needs. Taylor was bold, passionate, and unashamed about his mission to preach the gospel. He was persistent, and his persistence and complete faith in God to provide, to provide for him and his ministry need that allowed the work to continue even till this day. Human being, just like you and I. The second person is Billy Graham. 
Billy Graham is one of the world-famous renowned preachers, evangelist, and author. He is perhaps most known for his revival and crusades, preaching in front of thousands of people and asking those who wanted to know Christ to come forward. He served as spiritual advisors for 12 American presidents. Graham influenced, helped pave the way for future evangelists and preachers. I mean, should someone be thinking, ah, yeah, this one should be there in the Bible. Elijah, he was a prophet. This one, uncle. And the last person I'm going to talk about is Bimbo Dukoya. One of our founding pastors. She was a receiver of over 2016 nationals and international awards for her contributions to nation building. The development of our country, Nigeria, and the West Africa subregion, and for leadership as a woman of high moral standards, and a role model to many, a writer, popular televangelist, early sought conference speaker, youth mentor, and married counselor. She was one of the several individuals chosen by Samsung to represent Nigeria and carrying the Olympic torch in Athens, Greece in 2004. May the Lord rest us all. These were people that we can easily read about their lives without, you know, looking too far. I need you to know that you are not ordinary as I conclude this morning. You that are sitting looking at me right now, you are not just ordinary. Our closing creed says, for the same spirit. Let me start from the beginning. From the, for the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has set me free from the law of sin and death. And so sin shall not have dominion over me for the same spirit. That's the book of Romans. That raised Christ from the dead dwells inside of who? Me. And quickens my mortal body. In other words, I have enablement to do all things that Jesus wants me to do. Towards the glory of his holy name. You are not ordinary, friends. Your prayer can change the world. Your prayer can change the world. The Bible says to us, the prayer of a righteous man. Who is a righteous man? You are. If you are a born-again Christian, you have received Christ as the Lord and Savior, and you are walking in his ways, you are righteous. You, we are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. And the Bible says that the prayer of a righteous man, a man and woman in this regard, I hope you know, avails much. So can you just pray to the Father this morning? Say, Here I hear me your presence. Do to me what you want. I'm open before you, Lord. Do to me what you want. Can you just pray to him this morning? The Lord, use me. Use me, Lord. Let do sapalika tada da da ba. Let de do sta baneke de 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 de
These men and women that we looked at their lives, they made themselves available for God to use them. Can you say, Lord, I, 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 I open up myself to you. Use me like you desire. I have, I need you to pray that, Lord, I want a definite encounter today. I don't want my life to be ordinary. My life is not about survival. I don't want, I want to succeed in your will. And I hope you are praying that prayer. Because our life as believers is about influencing our generation, about influencing our world. It's not about surviving. I don't settle for less. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And every other thing, all other thing that you can ever think of shall follow you. Oh, Pastor Kayanama Sinti. Thank you, glorious Father. In Jesus Christ's name, we have prayed. Amen. God bless you all. Thank you for this. Praise the Lord. Thank you so much, Pastor Tulu. The Lord bless you.